Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on the same social sites. Welcome to the sidelines as your Packers are out of contention. How do you feel? <laughs> I'm so hot How about this. Shit. To the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was so hot about that shit. Still hot. Yeah. Still stings. Not going to lie. Some bullshit. And A-Rod leaving too. You definitely going to be hot. I n- never. He going to retire, Packer. You heard it first. You wish. A-Rod's <laughs> out of there. What, what time is the Cowboys game, though? <laughs> time when they play. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Billion-dollar franchise. You know, on our level. <laughs> we, we get money over here. You know you lose an argument when you resort to money. <laughs> yeah, now you got to go to money, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, that's the last resort. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> the richest franchise in sports. <laughs> Welcome, people. We know y'all didn't tune in for sports. This is the On Deck TV podcast. Another week in the books. Like I said, I am Spike Lou. Yeah, what man. We got this week, man. Um, listen, first and foremost, great feedback on the episode last week. Uh, shout out to our mm. guy Troy. Um, dope shit only. Make sure y'all check that out. Support Nashville. You heard him, man. Two years or less on the map. You already heard it. Shout out to everybody doing their thing and everybody that hit us up about that. Absolutely. I really enjoyed that man telling us about his grind and what he expects from Nashville. And you know what? We're here to hold him to it and support as well. So we look forward to that, man, 100%. Absolutely, man. Coming up on today's show, man, Kanye snaps on Chance. Um, Throat Baby gets a remix, goes viral. And we go back to 2011. We're jumping in the time machine 10 years ago. Is this the worst year in hip hop? Mm, it might be. Uh, but first and foremost, it's January. We only got a couple of days left. And my guy Drake has not released his certified Loverboy album. As a matter of fact, if you missed it, he made an announcement that said he is working on his rehab. Uh, <laughs> rehabbing his knee, shoulder, back. I don't fucking know that he had surgery on. Um, so therefore, the album is not coming out in January. And there is no new release date. Are you buying Drake's reason for delaying the certified Lover Boy album. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I was having to question myself here lately for agreeing so much and not questioning what Drake got going on. But I have to look at the numbers and the research shows that he hasn't missed still. Like throughout the pandemic, throughout not necessarily putting out new music, he still ain't missed. He's still been able to do Drake-like things. And I know that we had a conversation here a couple weeks ago where Charlemagne thought that it was over for Drake and the era was over. I don't think that, like I said then, and I don't think that that's an, a cause of him delaying this album. I really do feel like it was something that he couldn't give 100% to. We know how in love with the craft of music that he is with it. So if he's been rehabbing those knees, ain't no joke, ask J-Ho from FSP. But if he's rehabbing, then I know he's been putting his focus on that and he may not have been able to give the music his full 100% as we expect a top tier artist like Drake to do. 
he's going to be setting the path. He's going to be setting the pace of this race along with guys like Kendrick Lamar, along with guys like J. Cole. I don't think they scare him into a corner anymore because each one of them has defined their lane so specifically now. So at a point in time, there would have been a time where I sit here and say, yeah, he's scared of King Kendrick or he's cold. You put the list out and he wanted to delay to make sure he was ready. But I don't think that anymore. Uh, Drake has grown to a point where there's nothing other than Drake that can affect what he does, how he rolls out. Like it's, this is still his game. Yeah. uh, First of all, I'm not buying this uh, excuse for not dropping an album at all. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he, he's afraid of something. It's just not another rapper. He's afraid mm. of that COVID-19, all right? Uh, a person of Drake's stature, all the money that goes behind the projects that he does, the budget that goes into it, the money behind the promo, marketing, whatever it is, bro, they're not dropping if they can't do no tour within the next eight weeks. He's not going to drop no album, bro. He is a tour artist. And by tour, I'm talking about world tour stadium joints. We're about to have a Super Bowl. And that motherfucker's about to be one-fourth <laughs> capacity. <sighs> Nigga, Drake not going on tour to one-fourth capacity because they need to make that bread back. Um, they thought in the summertime when they announced this release date, and that's why he didn't give a specific date. He only said January. So he didn't say January 12th, January 20th. He only said January because I believe that they thought that this COVID stuff would be subsided by now. It has not. The vaccine rollout has been dumb slow. The numbers are still crazy. These places are not open all the way in certain cities. Therefore, we're going to pump the brakes on this and wait until the picture gets a little bit clearer because they have to tour off this album, bro. Like, he has to tour off every album. He's not dropping anything without touring. Remember when, we, when he announced that it was coming out in January? We were like, damn. So he's going to be the first one to test the waters. Okay, cool. Like, and then we, we thought the A-listers were going to follow suit, seeing how, how his shit went. And now you see what happened. Ain't nobody testing that water right now, bro. No A-listers testing the water, bro. None. I, if, if that's the case, what you're saying, I, the reason that I disagree with that, because I feel like the Drake is innovative enough to skirt around not being able to have a concert. And my response to what you would say, would you pay $39.99 for a pay-per-view Drake concert? Maybe As a Drake fan. Maybe One night only thirty nine ninety nine. New. I'm, I'm, I'm for the new album. I'm premiering the new album on pay per view along with performing old hits. Like I'm gonna do an hour set and then I'm going straight to the new album. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah, I might do that. That's what. I, if I'm sitting here thinking that with you when we running our podcast, there should be niggas around Drake that work at Apple, that work at Title, that work in these streaming services, that work with these big box events where they can figure shit like this out. So I don't, I don't really necessarily agree with you in that being the reason because I think that Drake is innovative enough. That's how he's been able to stay in the position that he's in. I'm just curious to see how... Uh, how far is he willing to push it? Like, would you be willing? Like, he not going to sit on the album if what you're saying is true until April or May. So if so. it is done and he is in a position where I can't tour, how far are you going to push the envelope? Like, what are you going to ask Apple to do? What type of versus battle? What, what virtual event can you do as, like, he's the leader of this industry. Like, whatever he does, other niggas going to try. If he do it, then you're going to get Freddie Gibbs doing it for $15.99 next couple of months. So he would be the person that starts and he has to be the person to be innovative and think outside of the box and not let things like not being able to tour or COVID affect him. 
because he's a he's a titan in this industry just like it can't affect mcdonald's or can't affect fedex it can't affect drake and music Listen, what does he need <clears throat> his knee or his back for to drop an album tomorrow yeah that's a good <laughs> and he ain't doing no promo you sitting on zoom bro you said <laughs> you in the studio bro you in the thousand dollar chair at the studio like i don't what are we doing? But maybe it's the focus, though. Like, you know, you got to, you know how to get, you've had rehab and physical yes. training and shit like that before. This just some saw. It is. It's, it's, it's yeah. mentally draining. Yeah, so you trying to do all that and record, nigga, hits, and you probably ain't got nobody to keep it real with you. They probably telling you everything hit, so you questioning, like, what's good and what ain't. I could see getting in your own head. I just couldn't see. I, I don't think that the thing that's stopping people like Kendrick Lamar or, or J. Cole, I don't necessarily think it's the process because I think that they can figure out a process to be successful. It's just that who's going to jump off the porch first and be confident in the process. It, what percentage of Drake's, excuse me, what percentage of Charlemagne's comments are in Drake's camp head like, we want to smash this shit, so let's wait a little bit longer when more people are outside so people can get this full effect to let people know it's still Drake season. Did that account at all? I don't think so. I think you see, well, he did he release, well, before I answer that, let me ask you this. Did you see the leaks? Did he release leaks after that? Or was I heard leaks? something about leaks, I, seen, I, I didn't find them, though. He referenced SoundCloud and leaks being on there. Now, music came out after Charlamagne said that, then yes. But if there was no music and just a delay, then I think it he ain't even listening to Charlemagne. He's just planning to send him some more bottles of champagne. But um, you know they competitive, dude. Like niggas like Drake, they they want to smash people. Yeah, they do. But I mean, Charlemagne ain't my competition, though. Like you're a pundit. If like and, and very and that's not saying that in a disrespectful way, but he's a commenter on the game. It'd be like Bob Costas telling Aaron Rodgers how to play quarterback. <laughs> like my nigga, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you observe the game. You you do this. That's what you get paid to do. But you still ain't in the game. And I don't think that Drake would. I don't think so. I don't think the Charlemagne is enough to where Drake would be like, oh shit, I should be scared. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> what we got, man? Next on the list, man, Throat Baby. Oh, I'm God. sure. <laughs> I am sure that you've heard this song before, and the remix just recently dropped with the baby and City Girls, JT especially. My question <laughs> to you, man, are you surprised that the Throat Baby record didn't get the same scrutiny as WAP? It's interesting. I'm seeing this online, right? People are asking the question. Why is Throat Baby okay, but WAP is people were writing dissertations and everybody had something to say about it. Like, oh my God, I, you, you were supposed to be ladies. And look, look, y'all, I'm going to make this very simple. If we sat here and polled 100 people, have they heard the Throat Baby song they, in the culture? They were, many of them, 95 would probably say, yeah. And if we polled and said, hey, can you name the name of the rapper that sings that song? 10 of them can probably name the person, but everybody named mama knows who Cardi B and who Megan Thee Stallion is, folks. It is that simple. You take a no name with their first quote unquote hit and you take two established pop stars that have millions of eyes on them every time they post a 15 second video on Instagram and you take, you compare those two, one is going to move the needle, folks. The other is not. People are writing these dissertations in these and in, in these tweets and all this to get attention and clicks. 
you do that by putting A-listers in your dissertation topic and in your headline. You don't do that by putting the guy who made Throat Baby in the headline because you're going to get one comment and they're going to say, who the fuck are you talking about? That's it. And that's no disrespect. He's, a, from what I understand, he's a new artist. This is his first, like, taste at the limelight on the national level. So the response is going to be different because nobody knows who the fuck that is. The song is bigger than the artist. The WAP, the artists are bigger than the song. That is the only difference, and that's why they caught heat versus nobody cared about him because nobody saw that coming and knows who it is. That's it. It's that simple. It's not overthinking. Mm, that's interesting. BRS Cash, that's the artist's name that sang Stroh Baby. If you got no, you're wondering. Nobody knows that, too. <laughs> First of all, that's a slow rap name. BRS that's number one. Cash. I guess it's one of those crew things. We're like Probably. Uh, one of those things like ASAP, ASAP, YFN. When Nikki, oh, excuse me, Cardi B is a star. You said it, Megan the Stallion, the stars, these are pop stars, and they, they're stars that happen to, to make music. They go on Instagram, they do anything else, commercials, everybody's still paying attention to them. This dude just happens to be an artist that made a hot song. Right. Now, you're absolutely right when you say that, but the question that I would pose is it goes to the the evolvement of what people expect from women or females in hip-hop. This, you see a rapper talking about getting his dick sucked and throat babies and this and that. Like, they, they male rappers have been, like, under scrutiny for that since Two Live Crew, since the parental advisory sticker. Like, that, that's been a thing. When you have a female or female rappers that make song called WAP Wet Ass Pussy, it, it catches people by surprise. And wow. I'm not saying, not saying that it's wrong or it's right. I'm not here to judge on how people are responding to it and them being holier than thou, which I think is bullshit. I want to be very <laughs> clear. But it, it's still some people out there that don't expect women to act that way or women to talk that way. Hence those dumb comments that you get from people like Jermaine Dupree when he was talking about all oh, that are only women only talking about one thing, my nigga, if that's all you're looking for, then yes, you're going to say that. Mm -hmm. But there's a, a, a vast quantity of women that are talking about a ton of different things. It just so happens that in mainstream America still, people expect a Cardi B or a Megan to Stallion still to have to watch their mouth and not to be as lewd or expletive as their male counterparts in the same uh, industry. And I think that's bullshit. So I think part of the reason, like you said, people want to be popular. People want to talk about the popular people, but also it's like gender, man, woman. Like the women are saying, hey, I got a wet ass pussy as opposed to a man saying I like throat babies. And that has something to do with it too. Dude, we've been here before a million times. Shauna was getting some head. Facts. Look him whole hardcore out like no like none of this is new under the sun. So for the one or two loud, lame ass people that wrote dissertations about WAP, because let's be honest, one no real niggas stun that shit at all. <laughs> like niggas don't nah, I, not at all. Niggas, real niggas love that shit. Real but, niggas was fucking with it too. But to your point though, people would argue and say, well, Shauna and, and Lil Kim, well, Lil Kim probably was the biggest female hip hop star in her time, but that is not saying much for that time period. Not as far as being a female star, but just not saying much for that time period. Nicki Minaj and, and Meg, which I keep saying Nicki, Cardi and Meg are fucking superstars. They've they crossed over. Yeah, they are superstars. So 
people still may not expect that higher caliber of a lady to talk like that, which I think is bullshit. I want to be very clear. So I want this clip to get out and that part be cut off. But there's still people out there in mainstream society that attribute, well, I would attribute this, the, the difference in how it's being weighed in that too. Trust me, the only reason the little senator or the congressman or whoever that was that mentioned this song, it was, oh my God, it was on, is simply the names behind it, dude. Like, that's right. the only reason that okay. people try to latch on to it and get their little 15 minutes of fame is because you can mention something about an A-lister and it'll get coverage on different outlets, bro. That's, that is the only reason. Mention J Jay-Z this, Jay-Z that. You mention my name, get front page headline. Like, that's the only reason. In, bro so i i want everybody to be clear the one or two people that were making a lot of noise online about wap they don't matter nobody cares nobody knows them in real life they don't have any avatars on twitter or instagram they, they got eggs on twitter like nobody cares dude so that so i don't want people to go online and be like man why is this video because the throw baby video is nuts <laughs> is it i ain't even seen it it's nuts. I'm, I'm I'm purposely not listening to anything featuring the baby this year. Well, that's hating. I'm, I'm That's hating. But, <laughs> no, but, I, ain't, I ain't seen it though. No, it, the the video was nuts. So people were like, "Why is this cool?" But WAP isn't. No, WAP is cool too, except to about two or three people that made a lot of noise. That's it. Like people need to stop. They need to know the difference between noise and people just shaking a tree and actual like feelings by the masses. Like don't, don't get the two confused just because the retweet came across your damn timeline. Like nobody cared, bro. Do you think it should throw baby be getting backlash? No, because they switched because uh, you know why? Because they switched, they switched the lyrics for the radio. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people what didn't did even say know. On the radio? They say go baby. Oh man. Go baby. Like they just like they like that's what I'm saying. Like now if, if I turn on listen, if I get in the car and the radio, the terrestrial radio comes on, it's throw baby. Whoa, like you can't do that on a radio. Having but you can the switch kids, the lyrics though. Having the kids saying the go baby. That's nuts. Is nuts <laughs> to say the least. I know the, the the teachers on Zoom are going insane with the go, <laughs> knowing the real go baby and how that goes. And, and uh, city girls, one of them city girls is some super slow. Like she jacked the song. I was like, it, Jay? it wasn't Jay. Couldn't have been JT. It's, nah, it's, it's probably the other one. Young Miami. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> she been getting a lot of the backlash online about her her like flow. She's some slow. <laughs> Woo. That's what people need to be to hot be about. She jacked, <laughs> she jacked the song off. All right, man. Next up. <clears throat> That's funny. My so guy. City Kanye. Girls interview from, from the <laughs> Tech TV podcast. Yeah, we can cancel the City Girls interview. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, video of my guy Kanye. He apparently has a new documentary. Apparently it's called Donda or Donda something. And clips have been surfacing online. Maybe we get, we spoke it up not too long ago. Maybe we get that Kanye album documentary. Who knows? But apparently this is a snippet from it. And Dame Dash is like narrating over top of it or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, in the clip, it shows Kanye in Wyoming. And he's talking to Chance. It looks like they're working on a record or something. And he's letting them have it. Like he's like barking at them. Super tough not the best looking image um, without any context. So my question to you is good look, bad look for Kanye, big deal, no little deal or no deal. 
I think this is a good look. Uh, this is a good look in the sense of, I didn't think that Kanye West still hung around people that he had to yell at. Mm-hmm. I, and, and this is not even me being funny. I, I, I thought that he was so gone on that he had all yes men around him, even Chance or even when Dame was there, I thought the niggas just kissed his ass. So to see that he still has friends and has niggas that are challenge him uh, and still has that energy in the room where me and you ain't got to agree and it can get loud and we can stay respectful and disagree with each other and then keep it moving. Like you still my man's cause I don't heard a chance talk about him. I'm sure since then it'd be like, nah, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard him speak ill of it. And I think I always say this on here when we talk about the tragic situations and, and whatever it may be, like you need people around you that are going to hold you accountable, that'll keep you grounded. And sometimes that comes with beef, or excuse me, not beef. Sometimes that comes with a riff. Sometimes right, right. you gotta, you, if you real friends, you can get in each other's face and, and Hey, this is my point and I'm standing on it. And this your point, you standing on it, but you guys respect each other enough to know, like, I don't mean no disrespect. I'm passionate about it. You don't mean no disrespect. Hopefully you passionate about it. And we bump heads and we keep moving as friends and we build a stronger foundation. So it was refreshing for me uh, in that small clip to see that, to see that the room didn't have to clear out. <laughs> nigga didn't storm off. Like I haven't heard niggas being like, oh, fuck Kanye since then. Like it's, it's all right, my nigga, we had a disagreement. And, and to take it even on a broader scope, what we have had a problem with as people is being able to disagree with each other and not be violent. So I, anytime that I can see two strong black men disagree, keep it moving, ain't no beef tomorrow, I can hit you up and we can talk about the game. I love that. That's, I'm always here for it. So I, think, I say that's a good look because I didn't think that Kanye still had those type of people in his life. Now, here's the thing. This is what would be funny. <laughs> if this documentary comes out, and Chance was trying to tell him that something wasn't good, and he snapped. Nigga, your album ain't shit no way, nigga. Telling me about music, that bum-ass album, nigga. <laughs> bum-ass Wedding Day album, nigga. Don't come here telling me about good shit, nigga. I just I could mouth what he was saying. Nigga, you talking to me about music? This nigga talking to me about music? Y'all gonna let this nigga talk to me about music? This nigga with the wedding photo album? Hey, dude. So, like it- so that would be funny as hell if a nigga was trying to be a no man and nigga snapped for not being a yes man. That'd be funny as hell. But I'm saying that's a good look too, <clears throat> simply because I see the passion in Kanye giving a damn about what he's putting out. Um, a lot of people think he, he can be out of touch sometimes with some of the goof, goofy shit he can, be saying. He can be. Not think he can. You can admit that. As Maybe. A fan, you can admit. Sometimes. Every blue moon, he can get a little out of touch. A lot. <laughs> uh, he'll hop on Twitter, say some wild shit, say some left field shit. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the art, when it comes to the music, some people think he don't put a lot of time into his shit. They think he's rushed his last couple of projects. He still looks to me as if he gave a damn. Now, if this shit comes out and they were arguing over uh, the Uber Eats meal that came in and who ate my sandwich, then that's going to be a little disappointing. But <laughs> other than that, hopefully this is some music-related shit. Uh, but uh, I'm interested to see, number one, what is what is this project? Like, is this just some Dame shit? Like, if this is just some Dame shit and he just stole that little clip he had on his iPhone and he decided to narrate it, that's going to get on my goddamn nerves. Please drop Kanye. never see this footage. Dame's going to be editing this for the next 10 years. This is going to be Detox. This is going to be the documentary version of Detox, dude. We're going to never get this shit. That's going to get on my nerves. Please put this shit out. We talked about the Griselda shit the other day. I got 25 for this. 
early, nigga, early for the pay-per-view of the Kanye documentary. Let's make it happen. Mm. I got 45. I would pay for a Kanye West documentary, too. I'm not going to lie. That shit would be good oh, as fuck. Actually, no, nah, I just watch it over. I'm watching with you. I ain't yeah, that'll work. And we can have a party, man. Pull up. Mask up, though. <laughs> we, can, we can all pull it in on that. I definitely <laughs> would do that. I definitely would. What else, man? Right, before we get to our topic of 2011, this is our almost bi-weekly check-in on our Uncle Master P. Uh-oh. He recently was in an interview on IG Live talking about Clubhouse's recent evaluation of a billion dollars. Uh, for those you who don't know, Clubhouse is the brand new audio app, and they were recently given an evaluation of a billion dollars due to them being able to reach out and grow their social platform in the last, I want to say, eight months. Yeah. It's been the go-to thing. People are paying for invites, and essentially it's just like a chat room. And what Master P's problem was is that the Black people, Black culture have gone to another website, social media site, made it popping, and getting somebody else paid. My question to you, is that a fair assessment from Master P? It is. And I, I watched the clip, the full clip <clears throat> from this interview. And just to be clear, last, I think March, Clubhouse had an evaluation of $1 million. Mm. Today, not even a year later, it's at a billion evaluation. Mm. So and the, the, a big part of that, which is what brought Clubhouse to my attention, was Meek Mill arguing with DJ Academics and 21 Savage in the room. And that kind of showed you what it could be. Oh, uh, you mean I could sit in on celebrities arguing and talking and what? Like sign me the fuck up. So ever since then for me, that was a big moment in the culture. And that has kind of brought Clubhouse to, to our culture and made it, made it popping. P's frustrations come into play that if it was him putting out Clubhouse, people would have a whole bunch of questions. And eh, why is it called Clubhouse, though, bro? It's, it's, it's not really a club, though. Like, why is it that it would be picked apart? And he is 1,000% correct. Number one, because he has experience in putting out products and them being picked apart when similar products exist that didn't get the same scrutiny. So that's number one. And then number two, if you look back, I'll, I think I reference this once a year. Bob Johnson said the same thing when he put out BET. It, we have, and, and listen, it, it's a gift and a curse because as blacks, we are overprotective of the image that is put out by us to the world. We're overprotective of that. And sometimes to a fault, because what you can do is you can prevent the next Bob Johnson or the next Master P from happening. And in doing so, you don't rerouted that money to somebody else in another culture that's not going to give a nickel back to ours. So that, mm. that's what P is saying is so frustrating that you could be creating black billionaires, but if that was, if somebody was to come with that, you would poke too many holes in it and have too many questions because it, it may or may not go against the, I mean, go with the greater good. Maybe you, maybe you hear Meek Mill and them beefing on there and there's dissertations about, uh, here comes another black person, like world star. Look what they look. You want to know what people said when they show black people fighting on World Star? Man, look at this. Now, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they stereotyping us. They're only showing the negative image of us. That's what people would say if Clubhouse was, was owned by somebody black, bro, and niggas was arguing mm. on them. They would say that, bro. 
I don't know, man. It's, we, I just gave a flawless example with World Star, dude. You gave an example to fit your and Masterpiece narrative, which I get what you're saying, but I don't think that it's the right context. And here's why. Black people going to bring value everywhere we go, my nigga. Like, it, that's just a fact. Black Twitter, like, the, the hip-hop scene that we always talking about has been on the rise for the last whatever year. This is what we do as black people. Like, and we can acknowledge that without saying that we're giving it to someone for free. Like, they, it, the fact of the <clears throat> matter, what Master P is ignoring, the reason that he gets this backlash is because he's copying ideas. When he had an original idea of No Limit and putting albums out every two weeks and distributing that in a different way, going about it differently as to how he was being paid, then people fucked with him. As soon as he started trying to do what Cash Money was doing and put out shoes that looked like fake Jordans and drop rice that had already been remade, like, nah, my nigga, we not fucking with that because we as black people know our value and what we bring to the table. Like I say with black Twitter, like I say with, with this, with clubhouse, it's not that we could have made a black person a billionaire from it. It's the fact that we know the value that we add to it. And when the product is good, black people are going to come. They're not going to hate on your product and say, why is it called clubhouse? And why is it called this? I think that you're selling your own people short. And the reason that you get that backlash, like I said, you come in with that discontent, Master P, because you've had several ideas that have flopped lately and you felt like they shouldn't have because you seen someone else doing it and they were successful. But the key thing there is you seen someone else doing it. My nigga, you got to come up with original ideas. There's a reason why most creators will sit on something for so long until it's perfect, until they know exactly how everything is going to work and it never rolls out. Out or you, you just end up never getting people able to support it because you want it to be this unique, special thing like Clubhouse was, like Facebook or Twitter was when it came out. And it didn't matter if it was a black person or a white person that did this. So I disagree with Master P in his assessment that I think it's out of context. What he's saying is correct. And for what you say about Worldstar, the, P, the reason that it got backlash is because it seemed like they leaned into the fighting. They leaned into you're coming to World Star to see niggas fight. Clubhouse, I wouldn't put in the same context because that just happened to have happened on there. Like, niggas ain't on there fighting and arguing all the time. 21 Savage has done a tremendous job on there and recreating his brand and him just showing how versatile he is at having conversation. And there's a lot of different conversations, some whack conversations going on on there too. Please don't get me wrong. Oh. Niggas trying to sell you snake oil and how to be a millionaire in 30 days and bullshit like that. But there's some valuable conversations going on there as well. And if you can provide a platform where people are going to learn something and get valuable conversation and have fun on, I don't think black, white, or whatever that you're going to get uh, frowned upon for that. Here's the problem. If, if this was owned by somebody black, there's a high probability that those bullshit conversations that are few and far between would be highlighted and they would overshadow the good shit because that's the type of shit that happens. BET wasn't naked gals on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but that's what people focused on though. That wasn't going on every day. They had, a, they had, they had educational shit on BET, dude. Nobody but beat you just that said, shit though. 
you just said no clubhouse highlighted well no, i don't know if they highlighted it specifically but that's the the argument is what highlighted the rise like the kevin hart going and then going back and forth with niggas about him not being funny and then what you just said with academics like those negative things have highlighted it so and, it's the and, same and, thing no but i'm saying it's and, and, a black and, person behind if i'm saying if the face of the was black people may use that to talk down on it and, and it would be a bigger deal. That, that's what I'm saying. Cause that's what people do. That, unfortunately, that's what some people in our culture do. They point, they cherry pick the negative. We just talked about it with WAP, dude. They cherry pick the negative shit and it overshadows everything else that's going on. Because people pick stuff and you can make a narrative out of it. You can take a look at it one way and make, we just talked about, I just put the clip of the, of the Green Bay game in the in the group chat of Aaron Rodgers talking about what did you think about that last play to kick the field goal instead of going for a touchdown? He said, "Well, dude, when you're commentating, when you're analyzing it, and you're reacting to it, you can spin it to make you sound smart because you can say, why did y'all do that and it didn't work? Or if it did work, you can say, damn, that was a great call. Either way, you're gonna put yourself in good light. I can spin." The clubhouse shit either way, I can say, man, there's some great-ass conversations going on. It's shit for different cities, talking about their local rap game and how they can get together and come up and do X, Y, Z. Or I can spin it and talk about the negative shit of people scamming niggas on with Forex on there. I could do it either way and, and make one of them highlighted over the other and overshadow it just depending on how I want to spin it. And if some P, what P is saying, if somebody black was running it, then people that look like him would take it and highlight the bullshit that's on there. People did it with Jay-Z and Tidal, bro. Jay-Z did a whole freestyle not, about this, nigga, at the Tidal concert, bro. <laughs> I mean, at the I, but you're not giving the black consumer, you and Master P are not giving the black consumer enough credit. I don't think that specifically because, well. Bro, we've seen it too many times, Black bro. businesses, there is an expectation that you have. Yes, you are. That I won't deny that. But I don't think that you're going to hold it differently. Like, I'm, I, I'm not going to say that people are going to hate on it more i, I think to to dumb it all the way down right, is what right. you and master p are saying like people ain't gonna hate on it more just because it's a black face behind it if the idea is good if the idea is original like with all of these people that were talking about their initial idea that made them famous, black people bought into it. The only reason that Jay-Z got backlash or the, in his position, because you try to package it and make it something that it's not. Master P, what you're saying, and even a Jay-Z example, when you try to manipulate the black, us, the black consumer, and you're black, that's when you get that stuff, when you're not being completely honest. And I think that's the problem, again, that I'll say that Master P has had, that Jay-Z had with title, and that when you are getting that backlash from black people, that's usually the place that it comes from. Not because you're black, because nigga, we know you. You're trying to get over on us. You can't try to get over on us. Like, how you gonna try to sell me minyatis, my nigga? Like, I can go get some Jordans for 200. Why would I pay 695 for these knockoff Chinese shoes, bro? People Don't did try the same. to do it to me. Listen. Of course I'm going to go in on you because I look like you and you trying to get over on me. I think that's what every culture, though. White people do that. Indian people do that. Hispanics do that. I think that that's universal across the board, not just specific with black people. You expect to be treated with more respect by people that look like you as opposed to people that don't. So when people that look like you put out a product that's not as good or when you feel like I'm shopping with somebody because they look like me and you let me down, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. Listen, that may not be right, but that's how it happens. I agree with you there. If, if, bro, 
first of all, we're talking about Clubhouse. It's not original, dude. Like, let's be, let's keep it a stack. Clubhouse not original in today's bro, time. It's I'm the not chat sure. line, bro. But listen, everybody wants to see a picture now. Instagram is the biggest thing. If I go completely left and I ain't got picture, well, I got a picture, a profile picture, but it ain't all about the visual. It's more about the conversation. Bro, it's Man, chat, that's the listen, chat line, bro. Did you listen to Market Snacks today? When they were talking about this? No, not today. I just do it yesterday. The no. difference between, and, and they kind of spoke specifically what you're saying, how it's original is because you have now a different form of social media expert. Like you and I started with audio. It wasn't no video. Right. The people that are popular now on TikTok, they have dances on YouTube. They got nice setups on Twitter. You, It's typing. This is the only audio platform. Well, like if niggas like me and you wanted to be like, hey, Cole, we're going to teach niggas how to make a podcast. We're going to charge you five bucks to get in the room and we're going to talk for two hours about it. Nowhere else can you do that. So it's original in that sense as far as the information and how you form it to give it to people. It's strictly audio based. And I think that that's the reason that I would say it's original. I feel P, man. And I hate I hate that he's right. I wish he was wrong. But it's, it's I'm telling you, it, this would be looked at in a completely different light, bro. It wouldn't. I promise. Like, if if even uh, just like there there was Isaac Hayes Jr. the third was on there talking about his app, which is similar to Clubhouse, and it's for creatives. It's like OnlyFans too, where like you people pay to listen to your content, similar to like what I just described to you. Yeah. He was describing it, and then he said, when you you know monetize off of it, the app is going to take fifty percent of it immediately niggas was out because that's more than iTunes take. That's more than YouTube take. Like people was like, and it's just like to what I said, like you look like me, my nigga, you understand the struggle. Like, why are you going to try to take 50% from me? And then he's going to respond and say, well, I'm trying to keep up with YouTube and iTunes. That's cool. You're not on a level though. Time I'm out. not going to fuck out. with you just because you black fam. Time I'm out. still trying to eat too. Time out. YouTube takes way more than 50%. They do. I was, that was a bad thing. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to keep a steam rolling over there, but you That's what I'm 60%. saying. They take way more. And that's what Jay was saying. Yes, you've seen a streaming site before, but we're not raping our artists. Nah, man, it's not original. What? <laughs> what are we talking that wasn't, about? That wasn't his selling point, though. But let's keep, but let's keep it real. Like you trying to, like Jay-Z's problem with that was his selling point was I'm going to pay artists more. As consumers to people that were signing in, they were like, well, that's cool, my nigga, but I don't give a fuck what a rapper make off a song, bro. If I'm keeping it a stack with you, man, I, am I going to pay $9.95 and get good quality shit for my streaming every month? Tell me about that. Like, don't tell me, don't line niggas up in a room and tell me you're going to pay them more. Like, what do I care? That's coming out of my pocket as a consumer. But we say that. Until we see niggas signing to, to Easy E deals, Jerry Heller deals, and we like, man, that's the why they it's raping us up. again. Look how they do it. But that ain't my problem. Yeah, fuck. Hey man, we gotta get it. We gotta get on cold, guys. One way. Nah, that ain't the same thing though. Shit. That ain't the same thing in the sense of like you, niggas deserve to make what they work on. Huh? That is one hundred percent true. But for sure, that ain't got nothing. That ain't my business though. Don't try to make that a marketing plan to me, my nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> pay them niggas what you want to pay them. Real, real quick, before we get to this, we, I probably won't get to this topic. Hold on. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, it's okay to put out a product 
that's similar to something that's already out because for the most part you lean toward a certain product over the other because you buy into the brand of it and and some there's a there's a there's a pie some of it is quality like you may fuck with pepsi over coke for the taste or you but for the most part I rock a lot of Nikes because I fuck with the brand. Yeah. And Under Armour doesn't have a strong enough brand hold for me to give a shit about their shoes yet. So that's all I'm saying. That doesn't mean nobody needs to make shoes anymore because they already exist. Or it doesn't mean P doesn't need to make sugar because it already exists. You can make that because I buy into P's brand and I want to fuck with his shit. That's nothing wrong with it. That you're absolutely right. And if I don't want people to perceive me saying it that way, you should be creative. And even if there's stuff out there, like keep creating podcasts and doing whatever. My point is don't be lazy with it. And that's specifically what I'm saying about Master P. Like Master P got enough money to hire someone to design good looking shoes. He has a strong enough brand to do that. They look better now though. They've gotten better. They still ugly though. They're still ugly, but they've gotten better. It's like you won't. Like, it's niggas at Nike that know how to make good shoes. They black. Like, go hire them, dude. Don't hire these Chinese people and and these knockoff people and send me these bullshit shoes and try to bust my head for it, dude. Like, just don't do me like that. It's cool if you want to do it, but don't get mad at me because I'm not going to buy it. My nigga, I'm going to buy Nike. And like you say, P got a strong brand. It wouldn't take much for niggas to buy in, but you being lazy. Hey, if, if he bought Reebok, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm you all in. got to get some more designers, and Baron Davis hopefully can help him with that. But, yeah, I, I'm fucking with it. But they look I, better I, than Manyatis, though, is what I'm saying. I ain't, I ain't kicked him all the way out yet. I ain't, I'm, I'm going to give him a shot, but, like, he need original ideas. And I promise you, I don't think that he would feel this way if he had hit with a, a, a an original idea lately. Man, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let us know what you guys think, man. Was was P on to something? Talk to us, man. On Deck TV podcast on Instagram. Let's get to the topic at hand, man. 2011. We do this every year, guys. We jump in the time machine, go back 20. We go back 10. This week, it is 2011. Posing a very, very, very strong question, man. Strong accusation. Is this the worst year in rap? We're going to go over some releases. It's a little bit of a struggle in 2011. Woo! It was quiet. Uh, first of all, do you remember in 2011, even after looking at the list, what you were fucking with? I mean, Kanye was was peak Kanye at the time. Uh, maybe a little bit after peak Kanye. Uh, it, it, there was a couple of newcomers. Uh, this is right after ringtone, auto-tune rap. Right before Drake was Drake, but not Drake, Drake, Drake. Like he he dropped his Drake, Drake, Drake album in this year. He wasn't Drake, though. He wasn't Drake, though. Um, So I don't know if you recall what you were into or what, if any of these uh, notable albums that we have listed sticks out to you. Man, this is what you said just now. Looking at the list of what came out this year. It's almost like a blank spot. Cause I was thinking, I was like, man, was it a little bullshit? And I was like, nah, that was earlier. T.I. You know maybe yeah, I was thinking it was T.I. Now he was locked up. And I was like, well, maybe it was two chains. Like, nah, that was a year later. And happened. Jeezy was, was done. Yeah. And it, I couldn't legitimately remember like what I was listening to like constantly. Kendrick wasn't Kendrick reason, yet. 
Kendrick was still Section 80. Big Sean wasn't Big Sean. J. Cole wasn't J. Cole. There weren't any, like, staples. And what I wrote down in my notes here is, like, this is probably going into the first year where that who's the best rapper, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas thing kind of faded out. Because this was the time, and we see it in, like, influx now, but this was the time when people were going off into their lanes and you were kind of more gravitating towards the specific things that you liked. And the reason that I couldn't remember what it was I was listening to specifically because there were so many like currencies and Drake's and Wiz Khalifa's and just Dom Kennedy's and, and early Kendrick Lamar, uh, did some small stuff out of Texas. Maybe like there were so many different like mid-level bubbling things that it was just so spread out. And I just, that was the first year that it was like that. And I couldn't even remember who the biggest stars were of that time. But the conclusion that I came up to, I think it was Ross, Wayne, and Ye, right? During that Wayne, time. even Wayne was, first of all, Wayne didn't drop this year. Really? With the Carter he, Four came out the year later? Yeah, this didn't come, Carter Four did not come out. I mean, excuse me, Wayne did not drop in 2011. And the, Ross didn't drop in 2011. But 2011 was quiet. BMF oh, well, was out, though. Like, he was the biggest. I, I feel like this was Ross as big as he was at any point in his career. Because I, I take BMF it back. because just dropped. M MMG Volume 1 had dropped. Yeah, MMG, I'm a boss, was out. Yeah. Yeah. So. MMG, I'm a boss, was out. So That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. But, bro, this. No, I, this I feel G like the biggest stars in rap was uh, Rick Ross. Because even Rick Ross, he had Kendrick, remember, on a feature. Like, Kendrick was like. Just a, 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 a regular, like, I'm yep. going to get him on my CD as Ross being the big dog at that point. So, Ross, yay, and I feel like Jay-Z, shit. Jay-Z was still Jay-Z. This was post-G-Unit, post-Dipset. It was quiet. 2011 was quiet. Now, that's not to say that it, it wasn't no heat. Because there's some, there's some heat in here. It's a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of heat. He's a strong, he's a strong word for this that's year. true. J you mentioned J. Cole, and we know who the big three are right now. The big three existed, and the big three all came out this year, but they were in different levels in their career. Drake came out with Take Care, which is, to Drake fans, his classic. And this, but in, and this may have changed the game moving forward, but in 2011, it was still kind of like we were still trying to get used to what he was bringing to the table. Like Marvin's Room isn't a rap song, but it was big. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like we had some holdouts. Some who? You still had some holdouts in 2011 on Drake. He wasn't Drake like now. Yeah, that's what I'm nigga, saying. If a nigga say Drake ain't certified now, you just hate. Right, right, right. Now here it was this. This you could argue was the album that kind of took him there. You could argue that. Um, J. Cole came out with his debut album, Sideline Story, Cold World, and a lot of people were underwhelmed by it. They wanted the mixtape to be the album. You know what I'm saying? So. Even though I don't mind that album, though. That album is solid to me. That album, now it, it, we know what the issue with it was. It was J. Cole trying to be what people wanted him to be instead of being J. Cole. And if, if, it were, if you weren't able to articulate it then, yeah. uh, now it's, it's very easy to see and articulate. It was just like that wasn't J. Cole. That's a fact. That's J. a Cole. fact. Yeah. And, then, and then Kendrick dropped his debut album that many people thought was a mixtape. A lot of people think Good Kid, Man City is his debut album. It's actually Section 80, which is a fire album, but not a lot of people were on it, though. No, no. And like I said, Kendrick Lamar was just the nigga from Compton, the next nigga under Dr. Dre to correct. 
Like we, I don't even think he was associated with Dre right through this gap though. Like at least we didn't know it. Really, I thought he was, but to, well, even then he was just a nigga from Compton that could rap. Maybe I just associated him with Dre because they was from there. Right. But, like even then it wasn't like this nigga's gonna be the next star. Like there was no. I feel like I I, I didn't know who was going to be next. Well, there exactly. wasn't any, like big like I, this nigga got it. You know. That's, we didn't know who was gonna be next. That's because you got you sprinkle in. We got a couple like Wale was in his he dropped Ambition this year, which is his third album, I believe. So he was mm-hmm. but we didn't never look at him as necessarily like he was gonna take the game over where the crown, even though this album is banging though. That ambition is fire. That ambition is a really good album. Absolutely. That's a good album. That's one of the better ones to drop this year. But Big Sean, Big Sean finally famous album, that ain't really nothing. Big Crit was like kind of bubbling this year, right? He was. He dropped the mixtape. There's a couple of mixtapes that came out this year that saved the year. Yeah. <laughs> like we go get to some mixtapes. Um, you you mentioned uh, Game and Game Red album came out, which is cool. That's better than I remember it, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I, I rock with it. Uh, but man, it's so quiet. ASAP Rocky, you okay? Let's keep it a stack. ASAP Rocky came out the gate pretty hot. To me, it was forced, but <laughs> to the rap world, they were fucking with him. And so he came out hot with the, the Live Love ASAP. So, and New York was quiet. So they needed somebody to come out. He came out Harlem, flashy nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like he talked a lot of shit young, had that young energy, had the whole camp behind him. So you could say 2011, he made some waves for sure. I came for him. Yeah, I mean, he probably was the biggest conversion star. Well, not conversion, but the biggest person to go from bubbling to, like, big, big. I would say yeah. that. I never got an ASAP, though. Like, I've never been able to... I don't think I've ever listened to a full album from him or Bird. Yeah, it's ASAP like, is okay. They okay. They, 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 I straight missed that, that phase, right? What, but what, I, mean, what? I, understand it, though. I understand, like, what's the appeal is. Like, it's very easy to see, like, the flyness and all of this right. shit that it goes with it. But he ain't necessarily got a rapper nigga out of the booth. But I, I get it. I just I ain't never fucked with it. It's, it's, it's the young... He, he, talk, he spoke to a crowd that we're not in, that we're not a part of. Facts. And see, to me, what that was, and, and the reason that I've never been into it, to explain it, it was like Cameron Light. Like it was like dipset, dip set. Light. yeah, 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 light, like light though. This wasn't dipset, nigga, freaky Zeke, and like nigga being immersed in the culture and niggas having the dipset jackets and shit. Like for our era, to me, that was like a very light version of that, and I never really just got into it. Yeah, I, I never really rock with Rocky. I fuck with Ferg though; he's entertaining. Um, Wiz Khalifa dropped Rolling Papers, had black and yellow on it. That's probably the Wiz biggest. Wiz was probably record. the biggest star. Like, we probably ain't giving him enough credit for being one of the biggest stars of this year. He was cooking this year. I'm not going to front. was holding it down. This black and yellow was everywhere. That's like, a fact. He probably was the biggest rap star in the game. With Jay-Z and Kanye are on line two because they dropped in 2011 as well. Has there ever been? Yeah, true. They watched the throne did come out. That watch the throne is without question the best project this year. Like, it's not even close. It ain't. Yeah, that's that don't even... You don't even have to have a conversation. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to be considered second, honestly. Nigga, that was a huge deal. Like, that was a two A-listers 
coming together for one project? Like, cause this one, Kanye was Kanye was Kanye. Kanye was Kanye motherfucking West. He and they he wasn't no Kanye. He was Kanye motherfucking West. Nigga and they had on his name. They had big boys like that niggas in Paris. Man, bro, like, Otis. That Otis, Otis was the first single. <laughs> Nigga, that Otis was crazy with the I, video in the car with the flag and shit. Man, they was killing that shit. Hey, I remember when they debuted that video. That might have been like on 106 or something or something. Yeah, you know what it was mean? like 106 like, in Park. It was like, that's how, damn, it don't even seem like that long ago. But yeah, cool. it was on 106 in Park, 100%. I remember that. Oof, that shit is fire. Other than, other than, the only other notable one, I think Tyler, the creator, dropped his debut. He had a small niche. Well, not small, but he had a niche audience back then. He's he's grown to be much bigger now, though. And Jeezy's TM103 came out, which is... Some the mid. worst of the one old series. Jeezy had mailed it in by then. It was over. Yeah, no, it was. Did the recession come after this? Or was this, after, this was after the recession, right? This was after the recession. Yeah, it was over. It was over. Yeah, it, it was a wrap. People will tell you that 103 banging, though. No, they won't. Some people tell you. No, There's some people out there that will tell you that. I promise nope. you. Yo Gotti are who we fell in the mention around this time, too. Yo Gotti was like bubbling, kind of like doing this thing. Yeah, he he stayed with a banger around through this yeah, gap right here. Like like maybe down in the DM five star chick era or somewhere around there. Also, speaking to Jeezy too, make sure y'all check out Patreon. We just uh ran back that Trapper Die mixtape. It's the sixteenth year anniversary. So make sure y'all yes, check sir. that out. Yes, sir. Banging. Um, notable mixtapes. Yo boy two chains got he created a lane for himself right through this gap. True religion. Ain't that well, what was the big song on here? Was it right around getting it? I'm right around and I'm getting it. Was that on here? Right around and I'm getting it. Man, I think I it was. Remix might have been on here. This, this was a good mixtape, though. Um, that was a real dope mixtape. Album is, I mean, uh, the album cover is classic. It's like just just all around. This is what got me into Two Chains. Mm. It's like I was on him before, but it's like really just sealed the deal. This was banging. I'm not going to front. Um... He ain't putting them like us like this out here since. Um, That's not true. <laughs> the debut album is a classic. Oh my god! That me time? Come on, man. That's banging right there, though. Um, Crit, you mentioned Crit. He did drop yep. Return of Forever, and I'm gonna be real. After the first Crit mixtape, the next like four kind of run together, so I don't remember what's on what, but I think this was banging. Not sure. I almost thought that this was the original one. What is that? The main one that's banging. Crit was here? Crit was here? Yeah. This went the year for that. This was after that, though, right? Yeah, this was after that. But this was good. This was, The mixtape is fire. I just, again, those those two or three after Crit was here, man, they all kind of run together to me. I can't really tell the difference between them. But, but they are good, though. That, that, I don't want nobody to get that twisted. Don't sleep on that. Um, but And then Pusha T came out with his mix. That Fear of God mixtape was banging. Um, and the probably the sleeper mixtape of this whole year is Wiz Khalifa Cabin Fever, though. Slaps, bang, slaps. Don't get enough respect, man. Now that this I'm was his year. This was his lane right here. We might we might have shortchanged him. This was yeah, his. He shit held right it here. down this year. I think him and Currency like 2010, like, 2011. Yeah, 2011. This was they shit. Him, Currency, like niggas was fucking with Wale, like you said a little bit. True. This was like the lane. I think. 
the most important thing and why you can't call this a down year from hip hop is because it did make people comfortable to just talk to their fans. Like no more was niggas trying to be well other than J. Cole, which is why he switched too. Niggas wasn't trying to be like the I ain't trying the number one rapper. I can outrap anybody. And uh niggas wasn't trying to be that. Drake was just that. Like it's just him. It just but even so still, huh? he, he was still just doing him though, because Marvin Room wasn't no traditional Facts. like. That wasn't, but that's what I, and that goes to my point. Like the fact of the matter is, it's so happened. Like I'm Drake, my nigga, like this, this is my lane, nigga, number one smash albums. I'm not trying to do this. This is what I do. I'm a certified lover boy. Like that, that's him. Just like, I feel like everybody else just kind of leaned into their lane and then grew from there as opposed to the generation that we grew up in where it was. I gotta be the best rapper, right? Who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas? Like, that shit was dead in 2010 and moving into where we are now. It's like, my nigga, I, I'm I'm the man right here in this lane. I'm, I can be Lil Baby, I can be Freddie Gibbs, I can be West Side Gun, I can be fucking uh, YK Osiris, it's two name mentions in one show, it's nuts. That's wild. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah, Mac Miller, he 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 was hot around this time as well. So like, it was just all about just doing you. Like, you ain't had to be super gangster. You ain't had to. Like, it was just like, what's your story? Yeah, like, what is it? What what? Why are you entertaining to us? Oh, okay, cool. Hey, this this cool. helped birth Meek Mill too, because this Dream Chasers one came out this year. Yeah, this this this, and I'm a boss, right? And it is, yeah, that I'm a boss was on there. Yeah, this this was Meek Mill turning into a bigger star than you know the star that we see now. 100%. Listen, the sleeper mm. mixtape of this year mm. is that Future True Story. Man. This is what I was I was listening to more Future th- this year than anything else. Woo. As I was going back, that True Story and the Astronaut Status I think came out like right here around this too. Those were the two, like, my go-to albums that I was listening to. I remember I still had the CD with the true story wrote on there, nigga. Mixtapes and shit. So, yeah. Listen. Ain't and that no was that future. He, he, no he has reinvented no himself since then. But you could argue he was saying a little bit more back then, though. Yeah, this wasn't Future Hendrix. This exactly. Wasn't a, this wasn't a vibe future. This was like, I'm still getting it out the mud. Got some lyrics for you, meathead future. It's bangers. And then last but not least, Lil Wayne did drop a project. It was a mixtape. It was Sorry for the Wait, which I remember making noise because he was still he was still popular right through this gap. Hmm. I, I listened to it. I re-listened to it. He came out on the Jack Beats and shit. So I, I see the nostalgic era, uh, what they were doing with this mixtape, and I ain't finished it, though. So. so you don't think, so this is not the worst year in hip-hop. You're saying there's worse years than yeah, this. Yeah, there's worse years than this. I think as we go back over this and we get on up to the 2013s and 14s, we're going to see something worse than this. I, yeah. I feel like that this was very, this was a solid year in the sense of people being able to build their brands out, people being able to, like, certify that you don't have to be a rap star to be successful in this game. And like I said, now we've seen what that's grown into in 2021. Yeah, because if you look back at like 01, A Nas dropped, J dropped. You know what I'm saying? You had M, you had like it was there was A-listers. This one isn't heavy-handed like that. Get Kanye and Jay, probably the only A-list album on this entire. I mean, talking about like star list on this whole album. Did did you cause that's a great point? Going back to 2001, you had the big A-listers. Nelly. Then we're talking about 
2011, you're not really having that. Now we've gotten back to that point in 2021 where you have solidified, certified, like, stars. Yep. People that are, like, like we said, we have the big three again with Cole, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar, and even Big Sean, and, and those people who are on that level. What did you enjoy more as a fan? Like the versatility of 2011 or like being spoon fed everything that a star does in 2021? No, I like, I like 20, I like 2011 because you saw the birth of a lot of careers though. Mm -hmm. And that's always cool to see. Like, and, and you could argue some people may sit here and be like, they prefer that from their artists before they get the bread and they get the stardom and they get the pressure of having to do other shit. I like I'm not mad at, at at this year either. I don't think it's the worst year either. Um, even though when you first glance at it, it was a little tricky. I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Look rough. <laughs> I was coming into this like this gonna be trash. <laughs> then I had to think about it more and you thought about those people. Exactly. So so I, I'm not mad at this, although 2021 is probably the more versatile, like because you it, it's something for everybody. Like we didn't name one female rapper on this list. Like it's none of that. You know what I'm saying? The, the the more internet stars like a like a Gibbs or like a Larry June or stuff. It's none of that on here. Like so so you have more of that in 2021. I think that's what that's what this year has going for it. But I I wouldn't sleep on 2011 though. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on it. I do think like I said, it built back up what we have now. This was like it tailed off to that point. Then people got in their lanes, and then it built back up to what we have now. I do absolutely y'all let us know what y'all think man what's your favorite project from 2011 man let us know absolutely man make sure that you guys comment on all of the posts about the 2011 show whether it's the ig whether it's the youtubes follow us on twitters and make sure that you go to the facebook rap chat let us know how we're doing on the episodes absolutely man we got some wins and some losses before we get out of here uh first up we got a w Headed to J. Cole and Dreamville Media. Not to be outdone by Kendrick's PG Lang, who's doing commercials for Calvin Klein. Dreamville Media has launched a new podcast called The Messenger, hosted by Dreamville artist Boz. That's a W, man. Good look for them. And it is a W. As more many eyes to the podcast space. I love to see it. That means more eyes for us and what we do in this industry. So keep that coming. Keep them checks growing because I am here for it. Absolutely, man. We have another L, excuse me, we have another L or W, I'm not sure. DJ Khaled and Fat Joe are dropping a joint OnlyFans account? This is an L. <laughs> this is an L. I don't even know why this, was like, why this is a debate. Like, I understand what OnlyFans was intended and originated for, but marketing is uh, the key, and it's been marketed as something differently from what it was intended. And when you have that out there and you tell me that Fat Joe and DJ Khaled are going to start an OnlyFans, I'm going to look at you like you have four heads. Mm. <laughs> that's some slaw. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm that not. $20 a month. Like, that's sick. What? Absolutely. Like, what are they doing? I ain't even looking. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to know, man. Fuck it. Even though Fat Joe got a banger, though, his new single banger. Dilute the sample. Bang. That was a layup. I can't believe the nigga just now touched that that right there. And oh. it's killing because the nigga that, that made that loop is a little is a Twitter dude. Shout really? out to Amadeus, man. He made, you know, when you know when people go on they make their mixes and shit on Twitter. Yeah. They found they found him. They, they had him in the video. He's featured on the song. So it's a super good look. Oh, Shout out to Fat Joe. That was dope though. That is, that's dope. 
Um, we also have an L uh, we, to Trump for not pardoning a couple of artists that the people were hopeful and expecting were going to get pardoned. C. Murder didn't get pardoned. BG didn't. Bobby Schmurda didn't. Hold the L up for Trump, man. I guess they didn't want to. I guess they didn't want to cough up enough money for him. I was gonna say these are just people that didn't have the right affiliations, the right associations to pay the tab needed be. Maybe Bobby Smurder, maybe just didn't get the paperwork in in time. Maybe he could have got somebody to float it to him. But BG and C Murder and C Murder ain't got that. They ain't got that type of support. And I heard the price tag for the pardon was ten million. That's what I heard. A word on the street. Mm. Is that worth it for Wayne? <laughs> Which which is why he sold the masters to get that ten million cash. Worth it and him being able to afford it are two different things. That's fair. I don't know if none of them niggas that got pardoned afford can afford ten million. Okay, yeah. They maybe could afford two. Like I, I don't see. know. I don't know if Harry O got ten. Yeah, if anybody off in list got ten, Harry O do. I promise. Really? You. <laughs> Absolutely. Today? Man. Yes. Wow. Today. Yesterday, next year, next 10 years. Like, he was the biggest drug dealer in LA. Mm. Bigger than Rick Ross. You got to read the book. Like, do you read That's that? Because Rick Ross speaks very highly of him. I was sleeping. I'm hot. I think that he, he might got that just in a couple backyards somewhere in LA if he can still. Now, if he can still find it, I feel like is the question wherever he had it hid at. But he's, I, I feel like he got it. It's a, it's a damn condo on that bread now. <laughs> Man, what? Um, we have an on decker of the week. Okay. Um, shout out to Brentel on Twitter. Um, he says, I got a question. Uh oh, oh, or idea for the pod. Will we mm -hmm. see an album EP merch or project that is sold strictly for cryptocurrency in 2021? Mm. Excellent question. What do you think? It's a great question. He and I continued to have a conversation after this question, and he said that he remembers that Nipsey was bringing this up, and he would probably had been one of the artists or the first artists to do it. I agree with that 100%. Will we see someone do it? Maybe a J. Cole. Maybe someone that... Because the, 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 this whole thing, Spirit of Pun, it was a conversation I had on the Joe Budden podcast where they brought this guy on who explained crypto and how he explained it is like... If you can afford over the next 10 years not to need payment for your art, but you have faith that it's going to be great, like go 100% Bitcoin because mm. he's confident. He's confident. The guy that was on the Joe Budden podcast, he was confident within the next 10 years that Bitcoin would surpass the $100,000 mark. I think he was saying, even wow. maybe, maybe he was saying a million. It was one, it was very high. Yeah, he yeah. was saying he was like 99.9% .9 sure that it would be there in 10 years. But the thing is you have to have the stability to, to leave whatever you put into it over the next 10 years in it. So if there's an artist that can sustain 10 years, that's a major artist and do it. Yeah, I believe so. Maybe a J Cole, maybe a Kendrick Lamar, maybe a Drake. Uh, I, I do think that you're going to start seeing crypto plays because um, just uh, your boy with Twitter, I think he, he put like 10 million in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Dorsey, like he was a big advocate in going on it with. So yeah, it's going to be some people that are in the know doing it 100%. Here's the thing. It's already been done. Uh Oh, y'all just don't remember it. Who did it? 2014. Who? 50 cent. Oh. Sold his album Animal Ambition online and he accepted 
Bitcoin for the project. Back then, Bitcoin was $662 a coin. I wonder how many he, he got for that. He did 700 Bitcoin in sales. So if you have 700 Bitcoin there, and they're about, what, 27 grand? I, I thought they was at like 30 grand right now. <laughs> it went down. It went back down after. I went it back down. Okay. It's still high, but it's more 20, than 600. I'll tell so, you that. So let's do 27,000 times 700. Let's <laughs> if he still has it. Shit. Nuts. Woo. So it's like we don't like, know if he ended about up. $185,000. Something like that. That's way more. I than mean, that. excuse me, not a hundred and yeah, a million. No, nah, it's a way million, more. One point eight million. Listen. So shout out to shout out to Fifty Cent in that whack ass album, Animal Ambition. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe he got that many Bitcoin for it. Me neither. Especially when Bitcoin was six hundred dollars a coin. The fuck? They're, they're updated. Bitcoin is up to thirty two thousand one hundred and twenty four bucks right now. I guarantee you he sold that shit when it got hot in like 2018. When it hit like 20, I know he sold it. He, he had to. He never had to, though. Like, he went in there. I, I would assume that because 50 seemed like a smart businessman, though he lies about his deal. He still seems smart. I feel like he may have sit on it. That's why mm -hmm. he's able to carry himself the way he do. Cool a million off Bitcoin. For nothing. For that album. I was listening uh, I was listening to a story, nigga, before we go. It was a story this guy... Um, they developed the, the the lock key. He developed like the lock key where you store Bitcoin. And yeah. he was one of the engineers of it. So they paid him in Bitcoin to do it. Yep, I remember and that. There's only uh, like a password like the, that they gave you. You can't change it or nothing. And he's tried it like four times and you can only try it six and he can't remember what it is. You got two got more tips. Yeah. It was on a podcast I was just listening to, and it's like a couple, like hundred some million dollars. Yeah. That he it's like 300 access. million. He can't even access it. Nope. He said he's at peace with it, though. Fuck that. I, <laughs> I sell that shit. I sell it for like a quarter of what it's worth and let a nigga, like, let somebody else figure that shit out, man. Give me some money for this. Fuck I got to call tech support, man. Y'all got to help, help me reset this password. But that means he already got bread, though. That's all that means. Yeah, it has to. Yeah, that's I still want my money. If if you're okay, if you're just content with losing three, four hundred million, first of all, <laughs> if you are in a position to have to, to be put it. up on Bitcoin that early, yeah. you either had bread or you around a lot of motherfuckers that got bread. Got so bread. Yeah. he's probably straight, but still, I that still ain't nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely, I'm that shit crazy. Uh, what you got to put me on, man? Uh, my put on what did I have? It was oh. It's a brand new movie that I watch. Usually it's TV shows, Netflix, man. I'm really into different cultures and movies where I can like dive into different cultures. And this one's called White Tiger. Okay. It was about this Indian guy who became a driver for this rich Indian guy, man. And the way that upper class, high caste Indians treat lower caste Indians is what the movie is about. It's kind of funny. I don't know if you've seen um, Slumdog Millionaire. I haven't. But it's in the same vein. It's like comedy. Well, I tell you what it's like. That movie that you put me on with the Chinese people. To my parasite? Paras it's it's like parasite, that type of comedy. Like dark. Dark comedy, that type of style. Like some of it's cringeworthy, but the, the the point of the movie is really good. It's a really good movie, man. I was really surprised. I don't even know what really made me watch it. But White <laughs> Tiger was good. Check that out on Netflix. 
Uh, I can respect that. I'll definitely check it out. Um, I guess I, I'll go low-hanging fruit. I, I finally watched um, – well, not finally, but I watched one night in, in Miami, and I thought it was really good. We talked about that a couple of months ago when we – when we heard about it, saw the trailer that really didn't look like it was going to be nothing, but mm -hmm. then um, ended up watching it. And I, I, I really enjoyed it for anybody that don't know. It's about uh, Cassius Clay, which is obviously Muhammad Ali. The night that he beat Sonny Liston, uh, he stayed at a hotel with he, him, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X and Jim Brown. And then uh, people don't know exactly what happened in the hotel room or that night with them. But after that, he changed his name to Muhammad Ali and several other things happened with those particular people. And um, so they, uh, Regina King made a movie out of it. And I thought it worked, man. If you can keep my attention for two hours with four people in the hotel room for the majority of it, then you, you did something good. And I thought it was really dope. Shout out to Regina King, man. That was a really creative idea. How long did it take you to get used to the dude trying to talk like Cassius Clay? <laughs> it's that hurt me the whole move. I never got used to it. I got used to it because he was funny. He was he funny. was good. He was good. It was just like weird, man. I, I thought know. the Malcolm X dude did a good job too. He wasn't did, he did still, a but great he did. job. The Malcolm X did just um all, all the actors did a great job. It's true. It was, it was well acted. I, I don't have many complaints about the movie. I would definitely recommend that people see it. So, some of the some of the real quick some of the stuff that they. They, they talked about race relations in, the, in America being celebrities and the responsibilities and roles that they have on, you know, black culture. And it's- was funny. He was funny. He was super yeah. funny. But there, what they talked about, if you just take that exact same conversation and place it in today and switch it to hip hop, it's the exact same thing. Nothing changes. Yeah. And that's crazy. It is. It is some absolute. And I think that's why the movie was so creative because you can take that context and still place it today. It, it worked. Yeah. It definitely worked. Uh, so I, I, I would highly recommend it. Agreed. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, like we said, go check out the latest review of Trap or Die on Patreon.com slash Realville. Check out the movie reviews that we have as well on the uh, Realville Watch tier. And we got good sports shit, man, from my guys over at FSPN. We got fashion shit from me and my guy, Jay Hove. Appreciate y'all for supporting The Real. Go subscribe to YouTube.com slash Realville, too. Go do that right now. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Make sure you guys are following us on all the socials. Make sure you're comment, commenting and engaging in the conversation with us. We greatly appreciate that. Holla.